If you're planning a wedding, then this is a podcast for you with two shows per week and hosted by comedian and author Alicia McCormick. She'll help you become a bride chilla, make you laugh, and realize chair covers are ridiculous. It is the Friday Quickie, which is not always so quick. I will admit the Friday Quickie has sort of turned into a normal episode. I think I'm fine with that. Are you fine with that? Let me know. If you just want it to be quicker, I can do that. I really can. have to have a quick shout out to my lovely co-workers. You know who you are. I've made them all subscribe tonight to the podcast. I had to dash from work. They're all still there. Probably they're going to sleep under the desks. We're going through a stressful time at the moment. I work in a TV company. I don't, you don't need to know, but look, I, we're busy, we're stressed, we're trying to do the impossible. And uh, I have to say a big hello to my lovely, lovely British friends. They're all delightful. And uh, we've been talking about the podcast very slightly tonight. And it's just nice that they've subscribed. I've forced them to subscribe and I hope they're doing all right. And this is just like for me, just to prove I actually did come home and record a podcast. I didn't go to the pub. It's sort of like, I see this is like one of those infomercials, those weight loss infomercials where they make people hold a newspaper up to their uh, before and after shots. Well, this is my newspaper. This podcast is proving I got straight on the train and came home and recorded it. The end. Speaking of trains, I received this delightful voice message from Kristen. I'm going to play it for you. Hey, Alicia, Kristen here. I live in Iowa in the middle of the United States, and I have been listening to your podcast for over a year now. Got married in October, but I am sticking around to listen because I have a blast doing it. I never really understood your complaints about the London tube system until I was talking with a friend of mine who lives in Sheffield, and she was talking about how it would take her less time to get from Sheffield to London for a uh, production setup that she's got to do than it would for her to get from one side of London to the other side where she needs to be. And I thought, well, heck, that's just crazy. So wanted to let you know that uh, I've added some comprehension of the world metro systems to my knowledge base this week, as well as some other wedding-related stuff, and I appreciate your podcast. Thanks so much. Bye. Heck, indeed, it is crazy. Actually, this evening as I was leaving work, they had one of these stupid things where they just shut down every escalator except for one, which is stupid and ridiculous. So when I got to the train station after sort of leaving from work saying, hello, I'm going, bye, not hello, I'm going to go and do my podcast, and I get to the train station and it's like a zombie horde, which you know, deep down. I was excited by. I thought, if this is the apocalypse, I'm ready. But uh, all hoarding around and just a lot of shitheads who decided they were more important than everyone else pushing past. And I'm like, fuck you. You know what? We're all trying to go home. We're all trying to get back to our families. We're all trying to go and record podcasts. Why should you push in front of me with your bad attitude, wearing your backpack in a crowd? Oh, I need a vodka soda. Can I just say? I've got lots to say today. That's what I'm going to say. I've got lots to say today and uh, lots to share with you. So there is no mucking around on this episode. I'm going to get through a lot of content, a lot of help, (laughs) and hopefully we'll have a bit of a good time at the same time. So let's kick it off. Let's get into it. Friday quickie. Let's smash through some of your Q&A questions. I'm not going to smash through them. I'm going to give them the time they need, but let's not muck around with my talk anymore. 
Laura sent me an email and it was an email that I giggled, I smiled, I felt angry for her, but I also felt delighted that she wanted to share this with me. She says, hey Alicia, I have had a capital letters horrible wedding planning week. What I realized is the planning part is fine. It's the people management that's a fucking nightmare. I love you. She, I love her. Uh, but you keep coming up with positive vibes and the funny chat. So I just sent you my coffee and biscuit fund for the week. Sent you evidence of homemade, slightly sludgy, but free coffee. <laughs> keep up the good work, girl. You are genuine wedding planning guru. Big hugs. And she sent me about 43,000 kisses. And Laura gave me a lovely donation. And I'm so grateful that uh, that you took the time to write that and also to be so generous and helping me out with my uh, podcasting fund. Laura, I'm glad that I bring positivity and good vibes. As you've just heard from the past two minutes of me bitching and moaning, I have the I you know I have the capacity for bad vibes, but I try and turn it around. I like to see myself as the eternal optimist, unless you fuck me over and then you're in big trouble. Oh dear, there it is again. Grouchy, so grouchy. Laura sent me a wonderful email. I'm delighted to share this with you. She says, "Thank you so much for your beautiful podcast." I only started listening a few weeks ago after reading a quote from you in a BuzzFeed article. And since then, I've been listening to -to back-to-back episodes with almost compulsive fervor. Now, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard, you might not have seen it. I uh, participated very happily in a BuzzFeed article about how to let down a friend who thinks she might be a bridesmaid but isn't. I had fun writing that, actually, to be honest, because I think a lot of people are in that position. It wasn't mean. It was honest. She continues, your cheery outlook, here we go again, and availability to talk about weddings as much as I'm thinking about mine have made the podcast perfect for my long commute each day. Maybe she's on a train too. Laura, are you on a tube? No, you're probably in America. Um, But an under, like the metro? No, what do you call it? The subway. Great. I'm a little less than four months away from my wedding here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's just answered my question, idiot not her, me, and your advice and good humor are helping me remain chill while we're entering decision-making crunch time. I like that. I've been in a bit of a tricky situation that I'd love to have your advice about, and I'm sorry that the explanation that follows is rather long. Now, I don't want you to apologize because I love to get the full story. I know my bride chillers and groom chillers and other chillers out there also like to know the story because then we can judge and decide how to help you, really. I really wanted you to know the whole context, and I'm a bit of an over-explainer. Hey, join the club, aren't we all? Shortly after my fiancé and I got engaged, my wonderful aunt and uncle took us out to dinner to celebrate, and they offered us a really generous gift. A week-long honeymoon anywhere their timeshare is good, which includes hotels in countries all over the world. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Awesome, right? Yes, yes. We took a bit of time to think about it and decided that pale, sun-poisoning, susceptible, nerdy, history-loving people that we are, we would love to go to Europe rather than somewhere beachy or so far away that we'd spend a few days just on getting there and back. I like it. Here's the part where it gets really tricky and stops sounding quite so much like I'm just bragging about having generous relatives. I was going to say, Laura, I was going to say, no, I think this is great. Um, She goes on to say, it has been months since we gave my aunt and uncle our dates and wish list without anything actually becoming available. We've added to the list a few times. And at this point, 
we've put in our requests for 22 different locations. Four months from now, I'd like to be on my honeymoon, but we haven't been able to plan anything or take advantage of the lower airfares because no, we have no idea if anything will become available or when we will know if anything will become available at all. We're on a budget and we are people... We're on a budget and we're both people who like to have a plan. So our beautiful magical honeymoon gift is actually becoming stressful, very stressful to think about. She says, our options as we see them include, one, not worrying about it and just waiting and going with the flow. That's a hard one. This is not a great option because I am a champion warrior and planner and my fiancé has never been out of the country, so he'd really be much more comfortable if we could practice the local language a bit before we head out on our grand adventure. Oh my God, I love you. I always have grand like intentions of learning the local language, not learning the local language, I'm not a genius, but just learning a couple of words it's polite, I think, but I just, I never really do it properly. And then it's embarrassing. And it's the only time that I ever shut up is when we're in a foreign country and they speak to me in another language. I get really shy, even if I've been practicing things. Can I just say, just butting in on myself, because I can do that because it's my podcast, that I love that Laura has gone through and given me three options because, you know, she's organized. Clearly, she said she's organized. She likes to be organized. She's clearly thought about it. And uh, she's got it down to three three options. I could add a fourth and go crazy. We'll see. The second point she makes is she could, they could ask her aunt and uncle if they could use the gift next year as a sort of honeymoon on their first anniversary. She says the trouble with this is that it's a timeshare and I think they're not using it themselves this year to give it to us. So if we ask them to do it next year, we might be rudely infringing on their travel plans while they also missed the chance to travel this year. That's a good point. I mean, they have offered. So, you know. Third, decline the gift altogether. Start planning a honeymoon that we can afford. We think this could be a camping road trip. I bloody love camping, sort of. This is not a great option because we'd like to go to Europe now that we've spent a whole year daydreaming about it. And it's because we'd like to accept a wonderful, generous gift that's being given with so much love. Yes. So what should we do? Do you know about timeshares? Do you know how long we should continue to wait and hope before we give up and plan to hit the open road? Thank you, Alicia. I'm so grateful for all the general help you've given me and the opportunity to send out my worries to a real person. Wishing you happy days. Oh, for all those you're sending out to the world. Laura. Okay, Laura, let's talk. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't know about timeshares. I have done no research about timeshares. But I do know about people. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm just laughing at myself. Delirious. Okay, I really think that you need to be talking very openly and honestly. I always say that openly and honestly, putting that on a T-shirt soon with your aunt and uncle, because if they are timeshare people, they're going to know the gist. They're going to know the the lingo, the go. They're going to have some sort of idea about what pays off, how often things come up. I'm assuming if they have, as you said, very generously offered to give you this week's holiday in Europe and a European destination, that they have some idea about the process and system that goes into actually getting one of these places. I know timeshare is one of those things that things have to come up. If you don't know what a timeshare is, it's basically when you pay to uh, be a part of a, a community 
who all invest their funds in one place and then share it, timeshare, basically. So, you know, you might buy a condo or a, I don't know, holiday apartment, rental place, a hotel room even, and then you say, I'm going to use it for two weeks a year and you put dibs in usually via some sort of roster system, which is what uh, Laura is talking about, that you say, I want to use this during August of 2017. And through whatever system this timeshare community is using, they then allocate that time. So it's not always, depending on what sort of timeshare organization you're a part of, you're not always just doing the same property. It could be hundreds of properties or thousands of properties all over the world, depending how big this uh, this business is. So look, timeshares, as I said, the only, my only experience with a timeshare is when we were in Thailand and we were uh, stopped on the side of a street by some rando guy. Rando, random. There you go. I'm speaking like a 12-year-old again. And he's like, do you want to win a TV? And usually I'm so up on being conned. I'm just so suspicious of everyone. And uh, somehow we were in the sun and we're having a nice time and we went, yeah, well, we want a TV. And we got taken to this weird room and I got the bad vibes. I got heebie-jeebies out of it. And I said to Rich, I don't want to be here. And what they said is, come and listen to our presentation. And uh, then after the presentation, we'll give you a TV. (laughs) And I say it out loud now and it's such a lot of bullshit. But they basically wanted us to sign up to their um, their hotel to say, come back every year in a timeshare situation. You get some piece of shit TV and we'll take your money. Now, Laura, I'm not saying that about your family. That's not what I'm equating it to. That's my only experience with timeshare. But I know a lot of people have very successful, uh, lovely experiences with timeshare and go and travel, like you're saying, all over the world and have wonderful opportunities. So I really do think... You need to hit up your auntie and uncle and be totally clear with them that it's four months out. You really are so very grateful for their help and assistance when it comes to this generous offer. But put it out there and say, if we can't do it, it's a long way to fly from America to Europe. As you said, you will be traveling in peak travel time. I don't want to like defloat your boat when it comes to this, but you are coming in in the European summer, which is beautiful, amazing, but the prices get cray. So I do think it's worth saying to them, listen, auntie and uncle, we love you. We love your generous offer, but please, can you be uh, helping us with trying to come up with a solution to whether this hotel is going to come up or not? And if not, I think it's more than uh, more than fair for you to say, well, we'd like to take it next year. Because to be honest, they've got a good eight months left of this year that they can crack on and use their time share time with. Phew. I think that's my answer. Talk to them, get some feedback about what the options are. And really, I don't think it's rude to put a bit of pressure on them for an answer because they've offered this to you and you need to make some decisions. That's fair. And if it's a camping trip, you're going to have a great camping trip. If it, Look, I think you can Airbnb somewhere amazing for a week. You can go on secret flights. Remember, I have said this before. It's one of my favorite little sneaky blogs. It's called Secret Flights. Just Google it and it's all the error and last minute fares. You can get a cracking deal on there and you can find something. It won't be camping. You can find some great airfares and find an Airbnb or also Secret Flights have a hotel page as well where you can get some cheap, amazing deals and do it that way, knowing that you're going to actually go and have a great holiday next year. 
It'll give you a year to save up as well. I know it's not the ideal solution, but Miss Positivity and Optimism here says there will be a solution and we will get to the bottom of it. Laura, please keep me updated with how it's going. And uh, I know the listeners at home, at home, in the car, in the tube, wherever you are, might have feedback as well. You know we love to report on the feedback. If you have an opinion about this, if you know about Timeshare, if you've used Timeshare, if you're using Timeshare for Honeymoon, or just in general holidays, leave me a voicemail and uh, let us know about your uh, options that Laura has. Advice is needed. I need your expertise. Go to savethedatepodcast.com, hit up the contact page and leave me a voicemail via the little special voicemail box. So simple. Laura, thank you. I love you. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast is hosted by comedian Alicia McCormick. She's your virtual bridesmaid who's helping hashtag bridechillas everywhere. If you have a question for Alicia, visit SaveTheDatePodcast.com to send her a message and leave her a voicemail. You can even buy a Bridechilla t-shirt and tote while you're there. I am Bridechilla. Hear me roar! I have to share this uh, short interview I did at work. I'm not going to say any more because I explain it all in the interview. Here we go. It's really good that I carry my microphone with me to the workplace because my lovely friend, who I'm not going to call her name because she wishes to remain anonymous, but someone recently, well, when we last worked together, used to call you Lily Allen because you do look quite similar to Lily Allen. So you're going to be called Lily today. How do you feel about that, Lily? I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. She sort of sounds a bit like her too. So... We were just having a casual chat, and then you were going to tell me a story about your wedding planning. And I'm like, so you have to now tell me on the microphone. Hit it, girl. Okay, so we saw the... I love that she's holding the microphone. She just took the mic out of my hand, by the way. So I am a singing superstar, after all. Um, So I had a trip to the in-laws this weekend... And I always thought that my parents were going to be the ones that I had to keep in check with wedding chat. And I'm fine with that. Can we swear on this? No. Because yes. I'd just be like that. Shut the fuck up. No. Mum, Dad, no. I'm doing what I want. Sharp. But what can you do when it's not your parents? I can't swear at my in-laws. You can. You can, but you're going to have to warm up to that. Yeah, it's too soon. So, Can we backtrack firstly and just say, when did you get engaged and when are you getting married? I got engaged in August last year and I'm getting married in April next year, 2017. April Fool's Day. Great. I love it. Yeah. People keep saying he's not going to turn up. I mean... That's unoriginal. If he does that, it's unoriginal and mean and I'll be having some words with him. Good. So basically we just, I got a bit cornered because my partner, I don't call him fiancé because we don't like that word, boyfriend. Boyfriend was with his dad and then his mum started asking me who we're inviting to the wedding. Basically having a bit of a dig because we're inviting some cousins on their side and not others. Now they... My boyfriend hasn't seen these people for 15 years. <laughs> but he wants to invite some, and then he wasn't going to invite others because I don't talk to them anyway. But now, apparently, they're reaching out, but they're reaching out to us. And he went, <laughs> well, well, no, sorry, because he wasn't there at this point. I ran and got him and was like, let's bring him into this because I'm not happy having this chat. 
alone. I was like, this isn't my family. It's his call. So then she's like, they're reaching out to us. And I was like, how? Well, whenever I put a, a picture up on Facebook, they're the first people that comment on it. Let's, okay, let's just rewind this now. So... Her reaching, well, I thought you might have been a phone call or no. an email or they've popped no. over for a cup no. of tea. Liking something on Facebook does not equal reaching out. Yeah. They're reaching out to us. They're trying to build bridges. <laughs> and so my boyfriend said, well, they're not reaching out to me. I haven't seen them in 15 years. Well, they met up with your brother on holiday last summer. They were both in Tenerife and they met each other on holiday. So, well, that's great for him, but I wasn't there. Is it your brother's wedding? No, it's no. yours. No. So, yeah, basically, she didn't want us to invite some cousins and not the other. My boyfriend put his foot down and was like, well, then none get invited. We're not invited. He said, we've got no space. No more can be added. So, none. And then she says... <laughs> Oh, but one of the ones you were inviting does do live in Guildford, so maybe they would have come. He's like, well, I tried to invite them, Mum, and you've said no. So she's basing the invitations around a location specific, <laughs> yeah. which really doesn't cut it in my books. It's like, you can't just say, oh, well, this person lives 45 minutes drive, so they should be on the list. I know. It's ridiculous. That's weird mother-in-law logic. So then I said, well, why don't we just invite all the cousins to the evening? We'll just give them all evening invites everyone's included and if they want to come they want to come now can we break this down just for my american listeners we've got a lot of lovely american listeners okay. in england and i think i've said this before we do it a little we look at me i'm part of you now <laughs> they they we do it a bit differently can you just explain there's a there's a couple of different sections in the day uh-huh okay so what do you do you get hitched in the day so yeah we're having our ceremony at like 1 30 so ceremony then we're going to a fun fair <laughs> <laughs> Then we're having dinner. Are you arranging the fun fair? <laughs> we're giving everyone... Uh, this is all meant to be a surprise, oh God, but anyway. Well, because she's Lily Allen, no one <laughs> yeah, will know. No, no one will know. We're going to give everyone a ticket so that they can go on a ride at the fun fair. That's where we want all our wedding pictures taken because we don't want everyone just standing. So, like, be on a ride, be on the waltzer. And you know this fun fair is going to be there in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's at the seaside. No, 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 it's already oh, there. Oh, it's there. Yep, it's, we yeah, just oh, need right. to buy tickets. Yeah. I want to go on the Helter Skelter in my wedding dress. Oh, my God. I hope you've got some hairspray. You've got beautiful hair. You need to hairspray the fuck out of your hair. We'll be fine. We'll have people on standby. Fine. Of course she is. She's got standby makeup hair. She's like, I'm going on the Helter Skelter. Just tell yeah. everyone what the Helter um, Skelter is. Um, it's a just a big slide. Oh, like a, it? oh it's like a slide. The, I yeah. thought it was like a... No, 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 no. Just a around. slide like that. Fine. Yeah. Easy. You don't fine. need to... You won't be toppling. Sorry. No. I want someone with a wind machine on me at all times as well. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you're Lily Allen. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we're having a big party in the evening, which we're going to invite more people to, because we can't afford to doing have... a meal or something. No, no, no. The meal happens before then. All right. Sorry, the meal happens at like four. Party starts at 7.30, and then we're going to have loads more people turn up, because we can't afford for like 200 people all day. So we have like 100 in the day, and then more come at night. This is interesting. Now, I had a question. I'd love your response to this. I had a question last week about a guy saying, how do you invite some people just to the service only? And then uh, how do you then say, sorry, we don't want you. Well, not we don't want you, but we are unable to ask you to come to the dinner part or the food part. 
What do you mm. think? How do you? And it's at the same venue from memory. This lovely guy. I think his name is Trev. Uh, ooh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget his name. I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. I'm in my workplace. I'm not in podcast mode. What do you think? How do you say to people you're only coming to part of it? Because you're sort of doing that. Yes. So I've had that before. You just send out an evening invite. Like, please come to our wedding. But like, you tell them where you're going to be at like 7.30 and that's when you turn up. Some people I've had it before where sort of like friends' parents really want to see the people get married. So they'll go to the ceremony and then just go off to a pub or whatever and then come back for the party. Yeah, so if there's no other after party though, if it's just saying come and watch us get hitched and then go. you can't invite them to the ceremony because if you invite them to the ceremony, they're going to obviously presume they're staying for the dinner. There's no presumptions in weddings. Come on, girl. It's a hard one. We struggled. Yeah. Uh, Rich and I had to answer this question. We both struggled it? because it's like, whoa, it's difficult, especially if you're not changing. If you're changing locations, it makes it easier because then yeah. you're going, bye, yeah. we're all going here and you're going home. But, you know, if you aren't, I think there's got to be a polite way, but I'm struggling. I think if you want them to sort of just be in the evening, you can't really expect them to come and see you get married unless they live close. This is the thing. We've had to invite people, not had to, but include them in the day because they're travelling from a long distance. So sure. if people are travelling for like four hours, you've got to give them a, some dinner. That's yeah. my philosophy. You've got to feed them. If they're travelling, just feed them. If they're an hour away, they can just get an evening invite. And if they want to come and see the ceremony, that's their choice. Sure. Now, I need to ask you about your mother-in-law. You've been going out, you've been together for a while, haven't you? No, only two years. But oh. we've been friends for like six before Right, that. okay, yeah. so that's my assumption that you'd known yeah. each other for a long time. So you're relatively new to the family. Yeah. Now, I always say on the podcast, the big thing is you can use this to leverage. And I don't mean like in a bitchy way, but if you show, listen, lady, I love you, potentially, not yet, maybe you don't love her, but to go... I'm going to embrace being a part of your family, but I'm also going to show you that I am going to make decisions and we're going to make decisions as a team. This could be a good move for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I find it a lot easier with my own family. It's different when it's But the good thing is my boyfriend isn't really bothered. He's like, stop telling them what we're doing. He's just like, you're trying to include them. You're trying to tell them everything. He's just like... They'll find out on the day. He's right. like, I know you're trying to be good, but he's like, don't, because they're you're annoying. selective in your information. You basically Just don't give them any. <laughs> don't give them any. She's going radio silence for the next, uh, how many months is that? Well, just over a year. A year. <laughs> 11 to 12 months of complete radio silence. You only see them at Sunday lunch, and then if there's any wedding talk, you just shut it down. I think the thing is, I obviously like to talk quite a bit. I like to share information. No. <laughs> I never keep anything quiet. This is what I need to learn. Sometimes when someone asks you, just pretend you don't, oh, we don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure we haven't thought of that yet. Yeah. I'll get I, back to you. I'll get back to you. Whereas I like to go, oh, and talk for five minutes, tell everyone everything. Then people have opinions on everything. And actually, if you don't want their opinion, don't tell them. Forget it. Yeah. Now, the sandwich trolley's here, guys. So we uh, probably should go. I never buy anything from the sandwich trolley, do you? No, I tr- I'm trying to eat salads. I'm trying wedding dresses on in two carbs. months. Do you know what I mean? But don't let it control you. But also, I look the sandwich trolley. It gets come, a lady comes in, right? I just want, we're going to wind this up because people don't need to know this. But I sit at my desk, and she always looks stressed. And she goes, "Sandwich trolley," and I don't know about her life. I don't know what she does other than the sandwich trolley. Does she go to other buildings? I think they go to all the buildings in this okay, area. Okay, well that's yeah. full on because yeah. we live in it. We're working in quite a big 
corporate yeah. soulless. And they have to start making the sandwiches at like five, six in the She's morning. She's making to get the them sandwiches. Prep. Well, I think she used to. I don't know if she still does. Oh, I love that you know about the sandwich lady. Oh, I'm very nosy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You've just changed my life. So, yeah, they have the very early start, oh, making the I've sandwiches, judged, bringing them into the building. This is why she's like, oh, yeah. sandwich trolley, because she's been at the job for nine and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, fucking take the sandwiches. I've got to go home and sleep to get up and start making more sandwiches, you ungrateful shits. Oh, well, you've changed my life in so many ways. I nearly said your real name, but she doesn't want it because she doesn't want... I don't. I mean, I'm doubting your mother-in-law's going to listen. I, I hope yeah. she listens. No. Cause she, but if she listened... <laughs> She would realise she's being a little pushy. I don't think so. The other <laughs> thing I've realised is that, is that, sorry, we need to finish this day. No. But like, he's got an older brother and sister, and when they got married, they were very much involved. I think she pretty much uh, done it all. Well, so it's just big. a different this time round, which is fine. You just got this to put those boundaries in early. Yeah, well, that's it. Put the boundaries in. <laughs> yeah. Show that you're the boss in a nice, polite way. Or also just saying, show that maybe she can't step over the line. And yeah, yeah you're right. Set the boundaries. Be polite. Build nurture relationships. And then tell her to back off. Sandwich trolley. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She is absolutely adorable. And can I just say, today, I had to record this. That's the lady. That's the sandwich trolley lady. I'm obsessed with her. I haven't yet to buy anything from her, but I'm mildly obsessed with her. Right, I knew this Friday quickie episode wasn't going to be quick. I can't, it's false advertising. I will leave it there today. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I would love to hear from you. And here's the thing. I'm going to be launching a bit of a competition now. It's a a two-pronged two-pronged competition what the first step is i would like to know what your biggest wedding hack is your biggest wedding hack some sort of shortcut something that you would say if someone came up to you and said oh that's a good that's a good tip oh you're very clever i want to know what it is go to my instagram page it's instagram.com slash alicia mccormack you'll find it via save the date podcast.com you don't need me to spell this shit out but find it, find the little icon, and you can win if I pick your hack or I use it on the show and decide to give you the prize. There's a disclaimer. You can win your very own personalized bride chiller mug, which I will put your name on, and also a bride chiller tote bag. So I would like you to go to the Instagram page. I'm going to run this for a week, and then I'm going to use your best wedding hacks in an upcoming episode because I love featuring your stuff. Also, if you leave me a voice message and I use it on the show, I'm now going to be giving away a tote bag every Q&A Thursday. So the only person that's going to get it is someone that leaves me a voicemail because I'm trying to (laughs) train you to leave voice messages because I love hearing your voices and it just makes it better. Oh, it's good. I I like your emails, but I like your voicemails. Okay, happy Friday. Until Monday's episode, I bid you... Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it. Do you remember that time when you were maybe 18 or 19 and far too old to be going to your parents asking for money, but you sort of were short and you needed to, and it was sort of a little bit debilitating, demoralizing. I don't know what the right word is for you here. I need a thesaurus. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm asking you for money. And I've tried to make it fun and interesting and throw a personal anecdote in the beginning to make it less orcs. 
I don't know if it's worked. Here's the thing. I would love for you to become a Save the Date supporter. I'm not asking for millions of Donald Trump dollars here. Gross. I feel gross for even saying his name. I'm sorry. What I'm asking for you is like a little tip of the hat. If you enjoy the show, find value in the show, perhaps instead of purchasing five coffees this week, you could give those five coffees to me. Not literally, I just mean in monetary form. Don't send coffee. Please visit savethedatepodcast.com slash support for more information and a very handy PayPal button. Kisses.